previously on the Podcult Quest. The people that I thought were my parents for so long, Asha and Alazra, it turns out this was not true. I was an Al-Muhalim, but the men and women that I thought were my parents all my life were actually my grandparents. Whatever happened to Avendra before I was born, she was not my sister. She was my mother. Daughter of fire, your wish is my last command. Eh? You remember everything. I wished for this. Abel is my son. I think it's time to address my family and to apologize to Elendi. You think she'll believe you? That's a good question. I'm not sure what uh, would help her see this. An apology is a good place to start. We all really should owe her an apology. Hierarch, thank you. We owe you big time. All of you are always welcome here. Take you up on the offer of the, uh, the old airships. If you're still willing, that is. Tomorrow. I wish you all the best of luck, and thank you so very much. I'm only a call away, but I think I need to stay put down roots for a little while. Dale, <laughs> Percy, <laughs> give it here. Thank you for everything, Alakos. And I'm sure we'll be back. And we're sorry that we've dragged this on for so long. I would like to go home. Welcome to episode 51 of the pod called Quest. As always, I'm your friendly neighborhood game master, Josh. And I'm Stephanie. I'm Shane. I'm Foz. I'm Laura. David. (laughs) (laughs) David. Oh, that was David. (laughs) David. Dang, that was completely (laughs) threw me for a loop. Guys, um, Salai's alive. Salai. Salai. Yeah. Salai is Salai. She lives. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yes, please do. And I answer this honestly. Yes. For the listeners and for me, but mostly listeners. Mm-hmm. Is, do you not think that Salai's story is finished being told? Or did you just, were you not creative enough to come up with a backup character? <laughs> oh, well, this is a great question. Um, thank you so much for asking. And I've got a pretty simple answer to this. And that is fuck you. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, would I expect. Yeah. Resolve. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. I will. I and honestly- when I die, I won't bring the same character back because it's boring <laughs> and I'm better than that. Wow. Oh. Hey, different strokes are different character folks. Oh, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I came back to life too and so did Percy. So just. Yeah. The, the whole lead up to it, because we talked a lot about it and some, some folks will probably be like, oh man, it seems like there was a lot of like, they talked a lot about things. Before. Yeah, we did. We talked about stuff beforehand because it's a big moment like that. And uh, there was part of me that was like, I was like really worried. There's, there's like, okay, let's just like, let's air out some dirty laundry. There's a lot of ideas in the Pathfinder community. We'll just, we'll leave it at that, that broadness that like mm. bringing characters back to life is like not cool. And it's like lame. Like you got to run a meat grinder and I don't, I don't fuck that. <laughs> yeah. It's dumb. Like if we were all out and about and Stephanie died out of nowhere from a stupid thing we were doing that we shouldn't have been up to and she just died. 
and we had the uh, there was the ability and we've seen someone in the past do this we would go find the way to for- <laughs> god damn it Shane god damn it Shane <laughs> no we would go and try to find a way to bring that person back because we care about them can I get another example <laughs> okay okay. we were all out and Katie died oh couch. <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah. pulling the wife the wife I'm pulling the wife that's, oh. that's you, we would rough. all and, and especially you Shane would be like I know this can happen we've literally seen it happen twice in front of us here's the thing and we have money if and katie died i could bring her back because life insurance if stephanie died Duh! okay Can't hold on hold on hold on we're gonna pump the brakes shane you know that's not what life insurance is right <laughs> <laughs> no i'm talking about like in game it's expensive to bring people back I don't think Shane knows what life insurance is. Yeah, you know what's not like, you know, like how you get insurance on like your car in case you wreck it, you'll fix the car. That's yeah, not, they don't, car. they don't fix your life. Dude. They don't, <laughs> they don't not, fix your life. That's not what they you do. get a new life. They pay, they pay you to die. <laughs> no, it's cool. I got triple A. Uh, okay, okay, dude. No, I definitely, when we discussed it, I said specifically that because Isla came back to life at Salai's hand, Isla would stop at nothing to bring her back. It only makes sense for her character. Yeah. So I really think it made complete sense that we did that. And I think it's okay to bring characters back as long as it makes sense in the story. I really do. Yeah. Laura basically, without saying it, basically threatened that if the campaign didn't now follow Isla trying to bring Salai back, that's, that Isla was also going to leave to go try Whoa. to find a way to bring Salai back because she felt like she owed her. Josh, I think if like we couldn't figure out a way to bring Salai back, Isla would leave, go find Petros and tell him our new mission in life is to try to find a way to bring Salai back because I owe it to her. So like literally she wouldn't have stopped until she figured it out. Yeah, I kind of got I kind of got strong armed. Nice. But it also Sorry like it. not that I want to be here and like, you know, this is this is like the Streisand effect. Like we probably shouldn't say anything and it just would just go under the rug. But like it also makes sense. Like you guys are friends with this guy who runs the Church of Healing. Like It makes sense. It just made fun, sense with the know? story. It, I don't think it was like a we didn't like, you know, force it. It really like made sense. I think. Also, I think there was a moment there where Steph was legitimately not going to come back during that role play. There was no, a second percent. There I was, was a second. Ooh, I know I was. I was, too. I, was sitting, I was like, I had no idea if this happens. I did not prepare for this yeah i, I didn't actually know if it would go there. i was like what the fuck is gonna happen <laughs> I, I was looking back and forth between you guys trying to figure it out i couldn't i couldn't get it no, and that, that made it fun because it wasn't just like easy and simple it was like we really had to work for it which was cool yeah and we still paid and we still, and paid. still paid as much as that doesn't make any sense am i glad we did it <laughs> yes would i do it again yeah, dude. <laughs> and it's the fun thing. It's like if that happened to Oren and you guys tried to bring him back, he wouldn't have come back. I don't think. And this is the, this is the great thing about roleplay is like I don't think your characters would try to bring him back. No, I well, think you'd all be like, we're gonna go lay him to rest. Right now, I'd be fine with that. But if it was like at this huge story part that like like when yeah. we were in A's in A's little volcano, if she died somewhere in there and we had the ability to bring her back, like we're fucking bringing her back. Like yeah, yeah if it was at like a super like integral story part and like i died right before then i might be like all right bring me back guys. yeah it also it's circumstantial because like your your mentality towards something can change so like yeah. the spirit of Oren could be like no, f- i got it like on the doorstep i gotta finish this and then i'm gonna go kill myself yeah. afterwards oh, god. <laughs> after he like- just he just guys we are done jumps off a bridge oh my god we did it yeah no i think it i really don't think it's cheap to bring characters back as long as it makes sense and it's like yeah you know it works also i'm just gonna throw out a controversial opinion here oh, oh no this is a game that we play for fun, and I want to play Salai. That's fair. Okay, and you absolutely can, and you know how you do that? Don't run at dragons. <laughs> yes. Lesson learned. Look, I thought that I could take it. We commend you for your bravery. 
Yeah. Like I said, it was a calculated move and I'm very bad at math. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Was it the most strategic thing? Maybe not, but that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, no, but honestly, I, I think that like, I, I, you know, a little bit on the fence, I, I love the moment that you gave Salai with her mom there. Cause I honestly thought that like, there were parts of Salai's story that I felt like were really unfinished, which is why I wanted to keep playing her. There's just a lot of like unresolved, I think character growth that she needs to go through, but yeah. that conversation was so good. And I think filled in so much of what Salai needed to hear that like for a second, I was thinking about it of like, man, like, is this the moment? Like, I feel like this is kind of giving some of the closure that I, I wasn't ready to leave Salai without her getting, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was great. I, I do think that there's a lot of fun things that I can do with Salai from here on out. And I think that this moment will have changed her in a lot of really distinct ways. And I'm excited to explore that. So I like that. It's also, crazy because we're getting into like later levels which means like a, an enemy could just disintegrate your bones and you're just gone forever or like plane shift you into yeah. into you know right eternity and you're that's it i mean you can still res a disintegrated character but it's oh, really true. hard you need true resurrection i believe yeah or wish wish too yeah i think wish could do it as well oh, or yeah. mi- miracle is also another. that's the, the cleric version but yeah well Yeah. And that's the other part of it, I think, to to go off of that. It's not like, you know, oh, we just made these characters and we've only played a few times and a character died. Oops, what a bummer. I guess I'll make a new one. Like we've been playing these characters for four years. We're so attached to them. And the characters themselves can and would want to. Exactly. It just makes sense, you know? Yeah. Like it's like, for example, like with Quest Side Story, like it's so far beyond some of those people to like go and try to do it. Um, it's within some of their grasp eventually, but it would be like a whole thing for them to go try to figure out how to bring someone back. But this is like, fucking go talk to your dude. You talked to him like a day ago, you know? Yeah. yeah. It made sense. We were in a prime spot. Yeah. I think it worked out really great. Back. And I'm very happy to see what happens. Thanks guys. Um, yay. Yeah. Well, after all that happened, you guys went down and finally finished up that dragon quest. Yay. Not the video game, the quest for the dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And now he's a naked man. Well, you guys gave him some rags and stuff. <laughs> I'm going to picture him naked if that's okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't cast, cast him. I didn't let's, cast let's him. Let's cast him right now. Yeah, who's he cast? Yeah, um, Laura, who's he cast yeah. as? Don Cheadle. Laura's mind. Don Cheadle. Don I mean, I gave him like a really vapid British accent. That's so so. Um, I don't know. How about like a, a, young, a young Sean Connery? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. No. That's a good one. What? No. Another young Sean Connery? Guy no, I don't know, guys. I, don't, I didn't. I, he's not. Honestly, he's not like a. He's not a big story character. I don't care to cast him. We've been doing no. all this for. Uh, Do you mind if I picture him as the guy from Lucifer? Would that be okay? Okay. Tom, whatever his name is. This is just for me. None of the listeners. <laughs> Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis. Is he's Tom name. Ellis. Okay, guys. sure. He's Tom Ellis. Oh, just so that. everyone I want, knows. I want Tom Welling. Tom Welling. Like Tom, Welling. No, Tom, no, Waits, no. Tom Welling is actually also in Lucifer. No. Really. Wow. If anything, Tom Waits does the voice for Bog. That's what it's, it's the one guy does all the mocap and then Tom Waits comes in and does all the vocalizations. But yeah, we'll say he's Tom Ellis, whatever. But you guys brought him out. You got you got to just take the hoard he had there, which is, I think, a fitting tre- uh, treasure for you guys. You got some, a bunch of gold and some random trinkets and you got you got a, a periapt of health, which is cool. So we just immune to diseases and shit. And then you got those nightmare boots, which are nice oh, and yeah. fun. Did Oren take those? Is that? No, I have boots already. Okay. I think I, I think the item cards floating around somewhere. So somebody's got to pick up one of those. I yeah. Cause I, cause the two frontline fighters have 
two pretty good sets of boots. Battle Strider's boots for Isla yeah, are really good. I like my boots. The boots of Striding and Spring for Orin are really good. Makes them run super fast. So, yeah, I mean, you have them. They're cool. But, uh, yeah, we ended arriving back in the Telemazar. The, oh my God, I can't say it. Remember, I, I fucked it up last time too. Oh, Trying to say no. Telemazar Estate. Oh, no. <laughs> Here we go. We arrived back at the Telemazar Estate. And I think we ended with exiting the back house from where the entrance to the sewers is. Kataro saw the light of the sun for the first time in probably a few centuries. And so we'll open back up. He is just currently standing, staring up at the sky, just like taking deep breaths and like drinking it in. How does it feel? You just see him. His his arms are down. He's just like... (sighs) And he's just like blissfully silent, even as you talk to him. Are you okay? Hmm? Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say something? She kind of looks at the other members of the group. Uh, you okay? Yes, it's... I haven't smelled fresh air or seen the sun in two, three hundred years, so it's very good to be out and about. Very, very good. Could use some new clothing, though. That would probably be good. Yes, none of this is very flattering. Well, I hate to do this, um... Would you mind leaving me a little bit of the hold so I can go and establish myself? Of course. You're... I think he mentioned that last session. Yeah, he said he wanted like a few hundred or yeah, couple we, hundred gold. Yeah, we love them. Uh, real quick, does anybody want the boots of Striding and Springing? Because I might actually take the Nightmare Boots if you want them. Striding and Springing makes you jump better and run better. You get a 10-foot increase to your movement speed and a plus wow. 5 competence bonus to acrobatics checks when you jump. Nice. It's like oh, a PF flyer. And per- Percy's got boots Percy? of the cat too, so that's a hard choice. Oh, boots of the cat. Isla, do you have boots? Yeah, my battle strider boots. She can avoid attacks of opportunity. What? So it's two of the casters. Let me look. I don't know if I have Ten boots. Ten foot movement speed is nothing to shake a stick. Yeah. I'm not wearing boots, I don't think. And she already moved, you move 40 feet right now because you're in better armor and of your uh, travel oh, domain. Shit. So she'd go 50 yeah. feet. Oh my god, 50 feet movement? That's, That's a lot of feet. That's that and I'm not even wearing any shoes, so That's I don't have to make any hard decisions. <laughs> I think it's only fair. You gave me the lesser meta magic ride. I did. So you should take these. All right. Tradesy. Nice. Perfect. All right. Salai now moves 50 feet around, which is a lot. That's a lot. Z- Cleric zipping around the battlefield. You're like a monk. Wow. Cool. Well, we'll say that you guys from the... We'll say, I mean, you'll just keep the loot that you guys got. We'll say that prior to me, you guys counting it, you cut like a couple hundred off the top of it. That's fine. And you let him, uh, you know, two, three hundred gold left him with that so we can get restarted. And he just kind of looks at you, uh, looks at all you guys and says, Well, I very much appreciate you helping me out. I think I need to go home. So, if you ever find yourselves in the noble realms, look me up. Will do. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Uh, see you later, I guess. Goodbye. And he just, like, is, like, whistling as he, like, opens the front gate of the, uh, the Telemazar estate and is just gone. Wow. Still kind of naked? No, he, uh, he's going off to buy some better clothes, but he's in, like, shitty clothes yeah. right now. Man. That's all it is, guys. There's nothing more to that. It's literally just a side quest that you guys could do. No, a fun I mean, little fetch I, I, I feel good about it. Worth so. it. I mean, and if you ever want to go to the Noble Realms and talk, you can get maybe some hookups or something. Or if you need, maybe yeah. you guys in the future, you need, I mean, I don't know why you'd need a different accomplished alchemist. You already know one. Mm-hmm. You're in his house right now. But if you ever need somebody else to help you with something, you have a person to call on. No, that was, I, I feel good about it. It's good to uh, gather people that owe you favors in this world. It is true. Very well, he doesn't owe you anything. He gave you a bunch of gold. So. Okay, that's fair. But <laughs> but he at least likes us because we Yes, he appreciates you went way out of your way to help him. He, you did not need to do that. So I'm sure he, you know, if we needed help in the future, he might be willing to help us. Maybe. 
Too bad we couldn't get the kobold army on our side. We got a whole kobold. I don't know if that I never want to see those kobolds again. Yeah. Can you imagine the fiasco that's going on right now? Like, they're trying to find out. One of them gets brave and ventures back. They're, like, scared that the dragon's going to get mad, and it's just not there anymore. Yeah. We could have set ourselves up. Do we want to divide up this gold? Yeah, baby. Yeah, let's take care of that before we forget. Good idea. Everybody gets 1,983 gold, and then I'm going to round up a teeny bit, and then everyone gets a nice little juicy three copper pieces. Uh, There's no place to put it, so it just goes in the trash. No, you do decimals. (laughs) Oh. Into the trash. And we will also assume you guys have to pack the bags of holding full of this and go somewhere in Armazdar to like a bank and get it converted (laughs) because like thousands of silver and thousands of copper. Yep. Well, a little bit later, you guys see walking out the front door is Tyros. Kind of looks like he's had some time to clean up a little bit. <gasps> so, what? what is he? Don't tell me I missed it. Uh, he's gone. I mean, he just walls right out of here. He said he's meet him in the Noble Rams or something. I don't know what the fuck that is, but... It's up no- I would have liked to have met him. Sorry. We can try and track him down for you. No, it's fine. Uh, you guys can see he's in this, like, kind of a... Actually, I can just, it's hard to describe. He's in like this nice sort of like open shirt with like, he's got another shirt underneath it. He's got like a nice, like this big, not like a, like kind of like a belt, more like a sash tied around his waist. He's got this like really nice head wrap that kind of comes down the side. His beard's all trimmed up because he hasn't shaved in like since you guys have been with him. And he's got like a little, his bandolier of stuff in his pouches and he looks like he's showered and everything. He had like a nice little cleanup time. I've, yeah, I've been watching a lot of uh, Turkish um, soap operas with your Euridia because yeah, because they're all in Spanish. They're all translated into Spanish. And um, interesting. That's that's what I picture. But yeah, he comes out and he's just all right. It, no, it's fine. I'm not going to waste the time. Um, well, you look nice. Oh, thank you. Yes, that's some of my brother's clothes. So, oh, yeah, it's a little weird, but well, I've been in the same clothes for the last like month. So, yeah, that's. Probably I did kind of leave my house in the robe. True. Fair. Well, what now? She looks at A. It kind of looks at you and looks down. I guess we're ready to, I don't know, clean up my affairs, I guess. Think we have some unfinished business with your family. I mean, hey, that's up to you. If you don't want to, we don't have to go. Whatever you decide, Evendra, we support you. We're here for you no matter what. Thank yeah. you. I, I don't feel I can... Abandoned my family twice, so um, she kind of smirks like in an awkward way. Well, I don't know. How should we proceed? I can get us there if you need me to. Well then, I'll reach out her hand to uh, Salai's. Oh, right now. No time like the present. Oh. Well, I wish you all good luck. Um, I will be staying here in the meantime. You don't want to come with us? I have business to take care of. Not that I wouldn't like to be involved to see a reunited but it feels a little bit outside of um it's not something i'm a part of and i have some business to take care of if i'm going back to arden with all of you i'm not just going to let this house sit in ruins then we'll see you when we get back yes yeah i'll i'll, I'll put word in with the guards to put you in as my personal guest so you should be able to get back into the parapets no problem and then uh just come and find me warren gives him a slight smile because i think for a second he was worried that he wasn't gonna go hmm. and he fist bumps he fist bumps and he's like don't worry I just have some shit to do. So, what you, I mean, what are you going to do with your house? Are you going to, you know, like rent it out? Or you gonna... I don't know. I haven't thought about it yet. I've never really wanted to be a landlord, but I don't know. We'll see. What am I going to do with it? Warren puts his sword away. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's like halfway out of the sheath. And then, okay. <laughs> We're good. We're good. 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we do. All right. Well, we'll see when we get back. He gives you a nod. Good luck. I hope things go as you want them to, says they. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, um, I have some business to attend to, so I will leave you all here. But I will see you all when you are back. And he kind of walks through you all, goes out to the gate. He, like, locks it behind him, knowing you guys don't need to, like, leave, you know? And you guys are just in this courtyard now. Do the damn thing. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. So Salai is going to... Let me pull out my spells. Kelly, get in the bag. He doesn't need to. <laughs> yeah, no Tyrus this time. Oh, she can right. take five people. I still want him to get in the bag. Yeah, Skelly's kind of like, oh, I kind of lost out. I like it in there. <laughs> can I get in anyways? <laughs> nah, it's okay. It's okay. All right, so we'll go ahead and teleport and skedaddle on over. Yeah, where are you teleporting to? I think maybe the place we spend the most amount of time is like in their home. Oh, yeah. You want to teleport into their home? Maybe make a bad? suggestion. Uh, <laughs> our boat is in their do- in their. Oh, that's smart as shit. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah let, okay. I want to go to the boat. Yeah. I will count. It would be counted as very familiar. It'll be studied carefully because of the tuning fork. But yeah, absolutely. You guys have spent literally months on that ship. So yeah, um, we'll be studied carefully. Hopefully it drops you guys off in the ocean. I'm just um, imagining that actually happening in characters. It's like, oh, I'll just teleport into their house. And Bruce is like, oh, maybe the boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One moment, please. A's face is just like, oh. Look, that was like years ago. I don't remember where we left off it's with them. Fine. If we're on good terms, if we're on bad terms. Who's I can't to keep say. track of any of that stuff. Alright, so I'm gonna roll. Yeah, roll a percentile die for me. Um, you want to hit, just roll 94 or lower basically. I got 75. You're golden, so Woo. you guys all kind of join hands. Salai does this incantation and then like as you guys join hands, she kind of nods her head and just like before, like the backdrop around you guys just... <laughs> And you guys are just all of a sudden the spray of salt on your on your senses, the immediate kind of rocking of the ship and the sounds of the waves coming through. You guys are just standing on the deck of the reef crawler. Still here. It's literally exactly where you left it. So you guys are back. Isla pats the side of it affectionately. And pat the mast. Yeah. Ah, it's good to see you again. Yeah, honestly, I kind of thought it would be like, like, what if we like teleported and it was like in another country, you know, like somebody stole it. I was kind of hoping it'd be like a fun adventure. Why would you hope for that? It'd be a fun adventure. Would it? Yes. It would have been interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Or like, what if we just teleported like a like into the water, and it was because it like burned. I don't like where this is going. Let's uh, let's get off this boat and. uh... Yeah, Isla just walks off, and Skelly's just like, "What did I say?" I mean, philosophically, how would that even work? If the boat didn't exist anymore, where would I go? Yeah. So is the boat like the components? Or is the boat like, like the idea of a boat, like the the place where the boat is? Yeah, like if a boat sank and it's at the bottom of the ocean, is it really a boat anymore? But what if the boat isn't anymore? What like, if, if the if boat burned? was the friends we made along the way? <laughs> oh, that's it. That seems right. Also, this is less bird shit than I imagined. Pretty good. Oh, there's a there's a good amount of bird shit on it though. It's only been a few weeks, right? Yeah, it's been long enough. I mean, it can make a lot of bird it's shit. Like in a few months, weeks. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Can we please stop talking about boats disappearing and sinking? Look, the boat is still here, so it's all hypothetical. Nothing to worry about. <sighs> Let's just go. I, I need to tell you something. You're yeah. all my best boats. Oh, thank you. What? I mean that. Really sweet. I don't know what is that it? means. You're my best boat, person. Uh, okay. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of a metaphor. Thank you. Skelly's got a taste for adventure out of some, out of nowhere. What are you talking about? I love doing stuff. 
No, this is like adventure. You're like, oh. What have we been doing for like the last months? Trying to stay alive. That's what adventuring is. I'm not sure it is. It literally, it, that's literally the same thing. We've had too many philosophical debates already. That's what adventure, this is what it, what? It's complicated. Um, I'm going to walk away now and hopefully you will all follow me. She starts walking. All right. <laughs> Skelly. Oh, oh. Uh, in all honesty, if the ship had like sank, I think the teleportation spell would have failed. Because it's not okay. a place anymore. Yeah. Like, if you went to teleport like to the top floor of a building that doesn't exist anymore, it's not going to teleport you there and have you fall to your death. Yeah, but like, that place, that place doesn't exist anymore. You but, know what? What I'm wondering is if the boat was somewhere else, would it still go to the boat? Even it, though that's yeah, not because I, it's I don't the know boat that you're focusing on. It's yeah. not the area around it. I would, I would probably very specifically read through the spell to see exact wording. It probably doesn't speak to this, but I would rule that the boat is a moving place. You're not teleporting to that area of longitude and latitude. You're teleporting to the boat. right, exactly. Because like, what if they move the boat over? Because it was in like a space they couldn't. Say, you'd go to the boat still. Yeah, and if it was like out of your range, it would, the spell would fail, which would tell it would be very scary. Um, but no, you guys are good. You guys exit. You're um, back here in Alcazar once again. It's kind of a somber, sad, lowly place. Do we plan to just go back to the the Almuhalim Palace, if you can call it that? What? Yeah, you want to do anything first, there, bud? No, I know. What time is it right now? Like, is it afternoon? Do we want to overstimulate the economy with all the gold we just got and just fuck everything up? You probably you wouldn't have been able idea. to travel here properly oh, no. unless you want your bags of holding to be completely filled, like coins magically spilling <laughs> out of them. Um, you probably did it like a big bank in Armazar because yeah, yeah. they'd be able to exchange that money no problem in a city like that. Hmm. You have like a, it's a coin star, it's a magical coin star. <laughs> Wait, they took ten percent. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, you're you're you just if you, yeah. if you become bank members, it's free. Ah. Oh fuck! But you need to put you have need to ha- uphold an account of of six thousand gold at all times. Oh, Jesus, <sighs> that's how they get you. That's rough. Not if you have a credit union. I know. Anyway, to the Amalims. So, I should we? You seem kind of hesitant. Uh, uh, understandably so. Uh, but is it that you're nervous? I still haven't worked through a lot of a lot of any of this. I don't know how to address my son. In the best case scenario, what would happen? When you go to talk to them, only the truth, I guess, and see if they uh, if they'll have me. Yeah, best case scenario, um, we I don't know. Maybe she points to the surroundings. Somehow fix all of this. Don't have a wish to fix all of this now. What would be the worst case scenario? What are you afraid of happening? She thinks long and hard. I don't know. I guess everything's already broken. So maybe. Everything from here can only be up. You're not wrong. I know we didn't leave on the best of terms with them, but if we approach with humility and apologize, I think they'd be willing to listen. And if they aren't, then we leave and you have us, no matter what. She nods. You have nothing to lose. This has been weighing on me too long. I guess now is the time for action. Someone hold my hand, please. Sly puts her hands out. And A will... My other hand, too. Or was it? And she starts to kind of walk ahead, like, just got, like, you know, now she feels, like, fine. Her shoulders kind of relax a little bit. And, uh, yeah, and she'll lead, you know. She'll start to kind of go casually, slowly up the steps towards the house or towards the manor. Probably have to travel a bit because we're still near the docks, I'm sure. Yeah, you guys travel up for a while and you eventually get to the gates. Your hand is very sweaty. (laughs) Gross. Skelly. I'm sorry. <laughs> a will uh, 
She'll just squeeze your hand tighter. Is there anybody at the gates, like guards and stuff? As you guys approach the gate, you notice there are no guards. Oh, well, no guards. Don't mind if I do. Yeah, and the gate is open. Okay. And that was, was the state of the house that same way when we showed up? I oh, no, there remember. were always guards here. Okay. Uh-oh. I don't like that. That's weird. We just waltzed right in, I, I guess. Yeah. Hello. Orin lets go of your hand and he puts it on the hilt of his sword. Is there anything out of sorts, like, right away? Like, if, if no, there's I mean, anything, like, foul play looking? No, the gate's just, like, partially open, and you can, like, you know, there's, like, a, a walkway that goes up. Like, it's, uh, the manor's at, like, the top of a hill, and the gate's far down the hill from it, because there's, like, I mean, it's all dead, but, like, there's sprawling grounds around it where there would be, like, gardens and stuff. But you can see, like, you can kind of see part of the house, but you can't, like, make anything out. It's pretty ways, it's pretty far away. It's 50, 100 yards uh, between the gate and the house, so... Okay, then, yeah, we'll just uh, continue on. All right, so you guys push the gate open a little bit, walk on in, and as you guys start to uh, approach the manor, why doesn't everyone roll a perception check? Oh, no, I'm scared. All right, A? They rolled the 24. Ooh, Isla? Also a 24. Ooh, Percy? 22. Wow. Oren? 24. And Skelly? What the heck? Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> got a 26. Okay. Dang. So 11. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, as you guys are walking up, Salai, I think, is very distracted and con- in concern for A right now. Yeah. There's just a Completely. butterfly. Completely. <laughs> No, she's not bog. She's, like, oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> she's just completely enraptured. She's super nervous about this. She's just like, really thinking about her friend. She's not necessarily like, you're not staring at A. You're like in that moment where like, you guys ever been like walking somewhere or driving somewhere and your head is somewhere else and you get to your destination and you're like, did I just drive here? Because your brain was so enraptured yeah, by whatever yeah. you're thinking about. That's how Salai is right now. She's not paying attention to anything. She's trying to just make sure, okay, what can I do to make sure A's okay? What can I do? What the fuck are we walking into? Sounds like Salai. Yeah. But you guys, as you kind of approach, you walk through these kind of dead gardens. You can see this large, like what would have been like this big bird cage. Like think of like the the outside uh, menagerie uh, in Aladdin. How it's just like what would have been like fountains and and uh, gardens and different things all out there. It's all just dead. The fountains are dry. The grass and everything is just dead. And you guys see over to the left hand side of the house, you see a um, figure. Looks like they're knelt down by one of the flower beds. <gasps> oh no. Oh, this is not nice. Maybe they're planting flowers. Or maybe someone died. And they buried them in a flower bed? I don't know, Shane. (laughs) 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 Anyway. What do you guys do? A, you should go first. Does it? It, it has to look like someone. Are we too far to to notice? It's a ways off. I mean, with a 24, they're wearing a, they're wearing a robe. Um, but they're like fully like hunched over, and you're seeing them from behind. You can't really tell like exactly who it is. Like you're seeing, you're basically seeing someone's ass covered with a robe. You know what I mean? And like there's feet sticking out. Okay. Wow. So they're fully prostrated. Like okay, that's a good word. Thank you. That's exactly what they're doing. Yes. Mm, good. So it will let go of Salai's hand and not at Isla, and she will slowly approach the uh, the kneeling figure. Just to try and get a look, because she doesn't know if this person's praying and doesn't want to interrupt mm-hmm. something that, you know, is sacred to a person. As she gets closer, does it become any more evident who they are? Yeah, so, I mean, from from your angle, it's hard to tell um, necessarily, because you're using, like, directly from behind. So if you want to, like, try to get, like, try to come around and flank them, that's, that's, like, a thing you could do. But, like, they're, they seem to be, like, moving a little bit. They're not, like, still. They seem to be doing something from what you can tell. 
but uh, yeah, you can't exactly see who it is precisely. You're still a ways away from them. Okay. Well, she'll she'll just approach and say, um, "Excuse me, I'm sorry if I'm interrupting anything." As you approach, you see them. They're they're kind of doing something with their hands in the soil. It looks like, and there's kind of a, a few moments of silence after you talk, and they continue to work, but you do hear them speak. You've come back to visit. It's not looking at you. Was your quest down south eventful? It. That's one way to phrase it. A lot happened while we were down south. Am I interrupting anything? You see, like, the, the head turns around and it's Abel. Just doing a bit of gardening. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, guys? Are you kidding me? Would... Steph's like, that's me. I'm like, I would fucking do that. I oh my god. Dirt. God, I've, like they were I've never someone. done anything even close to that. Mean. Don't, don't you even no, dare no, think no. I would do that. I'm sure it would have been beautiful. You're y'all, a great storyteller. Y'all have a more fucked up brain than I do. I've just come to assume the worst. So when he turns to her, she's just teary-eyed and looking down at him. There is no need to cry. I assume that we did not find the lamp. Abel, the lamp wasn't ours to take. It was a prison for, for a being. That I should never should have, I maybe never should have spoke. <sighs> do you have, do you have time to talk about this adventure down south? I have some information you might want to know. He kind of stops, he turns around, he's like on his knees and everything. Uh, and you kind of see him like wipe some soil and dirt from his hand. And you can see just to his left, to the right of where you're looking, there is a single little flower growing in the flower bed. I, I would love to hear a story or two. Is there more gardening to be done, though? Oh, the the the, the gardening can happen later. No. Um, are there more flowers? I would like to plant a flower with you. No, there's just this one. Hmm. I found it this morning. It's new. Yes, I did not plant it. She'll get closer and kind of kneel beside him and look at it. It's a daffodil. She'll breathe in deep. Daffodils, they, they're not from this region, are they? Well, they don't normally grow out in the wild, but we've had them in the past. When I was a boy. What was this garden filled with before? All of the colors anyone could ever imagine. Thousands of flowers, butterflies, and the chirping of birds. It was a beautiful place. Do you remember it fondly? I do. Except my childhood was a lonely one. No brothers or sisters. But I always found ways to escape in my books. You seem different. Do I? I don't know what it is, but something is different. Well, if you can see that, then... I misspoke. You feel different. Well, I think um, it's for a lot of reasons, and I'll tell you all about them in a moment. Good, good. Let's get something to drink and something to eat. And he stands up and he like puts his hand out to like help you stand up. Does he seem, like, more coherent? Uh, roll sense motive. Okay. Mm, not great. 11. I mean, a little bit, but you don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, you only met him that really that one time. Yeah, you're not quite sure, but maybe a little bit different, yeah. It helps you up. Yes. Uh, my friends have returned with me, too. He, like, looks over a shoulder. Hello. Waves his hand at you guys. Isla waves back. <laughs> Hello. Hey! <laughs> Good to see you again. Hi. She speaks up. We're coming inside for drinks. Join us. Yes? Friends? Sure. Yeah, of course. 
Sure. So, yeah, she stands up and places her arm in like the, the crook, like gentleman-like of Abel's arm. And he let she lets him lead her in. Okay. So you guys all go inside. Um, he sets you guys down in this kind of like lounge area near the front and goes off. He says, I will go prepare some tea and a snack. I'll be right back. Abel. Yes, dear. Perhaps you should alert Lady Elendi that we're here. Oh, she's not here. Oh, all right. She's out. Where did she go? On some errands I did not ask. Okay. She should be back any time. And he goes like off into the other room. I like kind of looks at the group like, mm, this could be bad. All I'm saying that if she starts throwing fire around, I will stab her. Just saying, I'm not burning. I'm I not think burning. we can talk her down. Okay, just saying, just saying. That's all I'm saying, just saying. I won't just let, as a note. I won't let her burn you, Skelly. Okay, thanks. I'm using you as a human shield. You're the one to burn. You don't know that. I don't know. You touched the little, little magma guy, so. I'm just, he's just like sitting in the couch, like squished into a cushion next to Oren. <laughs> I'm not going to die before I get the ride in the fucking airship, okay? It's another adventure, Skelly. Relax. You're all high on that. Yeah, dying's a shit adventure. You've done it before. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's your friendly neighborhood game master, Josh, here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to another episode of the Pod Called Quest as we truly do begin to close the book on our time here in Carthar. And as A said in the previously on at the start of the episode, we're so sorry you dragged this out for so long. Wrapping up shit like this is never easy, and I'm so glad that you all are enjoying it. But I'm ready to get back to Arden. And we also ready to get back to Arden? Which, by the way, if you haven't listened to Quest Side Story, go listen to fucking Quest Side Story. It's required listening at this point. Anyways, everybody, not a whole lot here to talk about today. First thing I want to mention is that myself, Shane, Laura, and Foz did a little interview just this week. If you're listening to this on Friday the 1st, yesterday, actually. We popped on and talked with John from Initiative League over at their Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Initiative League. And we shot the shit a little bit, answered some questions, had a good time, and genuinely, like, we really, really enjoyed ourselves. So if you want to go check out the VOD, it's over on their channel right now. And we're actually going to be doing another interview with them, since this one was focused on PCQ Prime, the second one being focused on Way the Rusty Dragon. So if you're interested, mark your calendars, because we'll be over there on October 21st to chat about Rusty Dragon. Anyone check out the VOD of us talking about PCQ Prime, you can check over there at twitch.tv slash initiative league. Go ahead and give them a follow. John was great and really excited. I think a few of us might be joining them for some video games and the like in the future, so you might catch us on their channel. Big shout outs to you, John, Initiative League. We genuinely had an awesome time. A couple things for our patrons here. For our $5 and up patrons, we should have our Q3 side called quest episode for Percy up in the next couple of weeks. We'll keep you updated as soon as we have an exact date. And as I always say, if you're interested in checking out this extra content, or if you're looking to get just merch delivered to you that's one of the tiers over there head on over to patreon.com slash podcalledquest and get involved with all the cool stuff you can chuck in a buck or two or if you grab one of the higher tiers you can get some cool rewards like extra audio content quarterly merchandise or even sessions where you get to build things with me for the campaign and one last thing for our patrons we might have a few small updates to a couple of the tiers coming up here we might be dropping one reward for a different one and we're going to be modifying how one of them works so for you patrons just head on over to patreon.com slash podcalledquest and we'll be posting 
asking about them as soon as we're going to announce that. So nothing dire or big, just a slight change to some things to make everything more convenient and honestly make it better for you guys. As always, a huge shout out to Sirenscape, Larian Studios, The Game Kitchen, CD Project Red, and Owlcat Games for their awesome sound effects and music. You can check out them and all the other composers whose music we use via Creative Commons at podcallquest.com slash music and in each and every episode of show notes. And of course, go ahead and check out causecalledquest.com to check out a handful of great causes that we support where you can find direct links to their websites as well as to donate. And that's going to do it for me here, everybody. Let's get you all back into it. Once again, thank you all for listening and to our patrons for donating. We'll see you all next week, the 8th for Way the Rusty Dragon number 20 and the following week, October 15th, right here for episode 52. Have a good weekend, everybody. You guys wait a little while, probably like five or ten minutes go by, and eventually Abel comes out with tea. You guys probably hear like the the teapot going uh, a little while after. And he comes out with um, some like really simple little snacks, like there's some like dried meats and like crackers and like really simple like herbal tea. And he comes and sits down. He goes, "Go ahead." Thank you so much. So what do I owe the pleasure? Well, um, first we've, we're returning your book. Who has the book? I have it right here. Oh, yes. You got it back from that terrible man. Yes, he is. Whatever happened to him? Oh, and just does the hand gesture. <laughs> ah, he cut off his head. <laughs> Pretty much. He had it coming. Yes, I did not enjoy his company. No. So first there's that. Grabs the book and like puts it on his lap. Or puts it down on the chair next to him and just like folds his hands in front of him. And f- for the the beginning of, of this we'll, we'll tell you about the story about everything that occurred and so A clumsily begins to explain everything that happened right up until uh, until she spoke with uh, Boz Boz is his name okay yeah so Boz yeah so she she goes into it starts clumsily and, and starts to add more detail and flourish to it and she's she's telling it long winded because she kind of wants to stretch the time to to see if Alendi shows up, you know, in the meantime. Yeah, as you go through it, there's he seems he's like kind of like sitting on the edge of the city's in and he's like nodding at times. He goes, and then what's happened? He's like asking. He's interested. Yeah. And, this, and then we put the bodies in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> you put the bodies in a bag? Yes. And then we almost were boiled alive by this serpent in this underwater in this volcano. We found him there. Boss. You saw him? I spoke with him. What was he like? He was tired of people bothering him. I know what that is like. So yes, so now we're here and we're not sure when Elendi will be back. She will be back eventually, I, I don't know. And Abel, I... What, what were you told about your mother? Well, what I was told for most of my life was that she wasn't my mother. She was my sister. And that she was lost to their family... Right around the time that I was born. She sits there kind of thinking about whether this is even, like, she doesn't know what she's doing. As you guys are sitting there, roll a perception check. Oh, no. Salai? 19. Oren Skelly? 22 for Skelly, 24 for Oren. Percy? 34. Isla? 25. And A? Uh, 16. Okay. I'll say everyone but A just because A is just kind of in uh, really in her own brain right now. You guys hear from outside, you hear a noise like... What? And you hear like... 
walking up the steps. Then you hear chunk as the door gets thrown open. Mm. And walking inside is Alendi. And she kind of steps in. She's like, Father! And just immediately like stops and is like kind of taken aback by that you guys are sitting in this sitting area kind of just inside the house. Mm. <laughs> Lady Alendi. Hello. We're to sorry. what do I owe the pleasure? We're sorry to intrude. She looks at A. A is standing and like kind of in shock and staring at her and she's like, yes, um, we're sorry to show up like this. Um, there is no need to apologize, Abel says. You are a guest in the home. I am the one who owns the house and like kind of like looks over to Lendy. I can bring in my own guests when I feel like it. And Lendy's just kind of silent. Um, Lendy, we, we brought back your father's book. Um, perhaps you want a drink. And you know what? Um, you brought back the book. Yes. Thank you. And you are all here in one piece, so that is very good. Agreed. Um, can I, can I speak with you in the other room in private? She kind of stares at you for, for a bit and looks over to her dad and you guys see Abel just like nods his head. And she goes like into the kitchen, just like walks past you guys. Isla gives you a nod. He looks at everyone and just nods back. Warren taps his invisible watch. He's like, hurry up. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Skelly is sitting there shoving his face full of crackers and shoving a piece of meat into Orin's mouth. <laughs> just like, I'm not dealing with this shit. <laughs> so A follows. You kind of follow in after her into the into the kitchen and she goes and leans on like this island in the middle of like the, the kitchen area and just kind of turns around and crosses her arms. It would have been nice you to know you were coming, but I do appreciate you bringing back the book. Well, and that no one got hurt in order to get it. Thank you for your, um, your honesty about, uh, about our well-being. Um, I'm sorry about our previous interactions. Um, everything that we learned when we were out searching for the man and your father's book and all of the things tied to it. Um, this is, I wanted to talk to you because I'm not entirely sure that your father should know what I know of what, of what I've learned. Um... I spoke with the the freet boss. She kind of like squints her eyes at you and like her arms fall to her side. What do you mean? He's not a myth like you think he is. There's a lot of history in um in our blood. There's like a long pause after that. What do you mean our blood? I'm not sure I ever shared about any of the personal details of who I am and why I'm here. I did tell you that I thought I was related. I remember that. But it's beyond... It's, it's really beyond belief, Lendi. Um, it turns out, just like in fairy tales once upon a time, your great-grandfather was cross with me for falling in love with someone of substatus. And I was in love with this young man so much that we bore a child. And I named him Abel. And you just hear her like the breath, just like it just like forces way out of she's just like <sighs> My father took him from me and sent me away, locked me away, and in my naivety and fury, I not only wished away all of our riches here in Alcazar, but Boz took me away out of time, I think, and your father and I I only held him so many times, Selendi. Are you saying that you are my grandmother? I am so sorry for the way I treated you. Roll a diplomacy check. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Natural 
Damage and diplomacy, that is a 31. You rolled a natural 20? Hell yeah. yeah. 20. So good. That's so good. <laughs> you say that and she just like, she's just staring at you. Just like with her mouth, literally her mouth is hanging open. I'm not sure that I should tell your father. What do you mean? Who I am. Of course you should. You promised this is not a ruse. You know, I'm in the few, in the few times that you've interacted with me, do I seem like the kind of person that could pull the wool over any critical eye? I think you are someone who could do anything you wanted to. Well, then I did. Including cross time. I did all this. This isn't your fault. Everyone keeps telling me that, but that's not true. There are consequences. She walks forward and puts her hands on your shoulders. If what you are saying is true, you are a victim like the rest of us. And you need to stop blaming yourself. You were a girl. She just hugs her. She hugs you back. I promise I will fix this. I don't know why I believe you. I need your help, though. What do you need? There's only so many people that know what this town needs and what your father needs. She kind of, like, steps back from the hug. They don't need a set of people from a special bloodline to tell them what to do. They just need a little help. I've been off doing some work. My father has felt a bit... I felt more comfortable leaving him alone over the last week or so. He seems... I don't want to say better, but he seems more like he used to. After everything that happened, when you were here and losing the Codex, I just couldn't think of what we would do with ourselves next. And after some thought, we decided that we are going to sell, sell all of our land to the people of the city. Then where will you live? We'll find some place. That's where I was today. Found a little place down by the water with a small garden and a nice dock. And we're going to help the people to rebuild, use the land that has gone to waste for far too long to help bring prosperity and joy back to the people of Alcazar. Because we are not special. I'm sick of living on top of a hill and looking down on the rest of them. My father agrees. And what of the garden outside? It's not up to us. It isn't ours anymore. As much as that is hard to hear, I would like the garden. This is going to sound selfish. I want I want the garden to be mine. The whole garden? I want it to be a public place, but I want to make sure that it remains a garden. We could hold events to bring in money for the city. It was a beautiful place. At least so I'm told. Your father spoke of fond memories there. I would like to help this town any way I can. So I will put some money aside. You don't need to do that. No, I do. It must go to the people that need it most. At least make this place look... Well, I don't know how things will go on. Well, for now, we are going to house some of the people that are without homes. Currently, we can house... I mean, if we squeeze people in, a few hundred people. It's a big place. Do you plan to stay with us? Right now, I don't think I can. Does your head kind of fall a little bit? She, like, nods. I think... She kind of takes your hand and says, you don't, need to, you don't need to say anything. You have things to do? It's been a long time. We are not going any... Well, we are literally moving down the road, but we'll be sure to give you the address before you leave. And she kind of, like... I imagine maybe you're looking down a little bit. And she kind of, like, leans her head down to, like, meet your eyes and kind of smiles. She smirks. Plus, how would it look... If I was walking around with my grandmother who looks younger than me. <laughs> yes, but I think some would say that you might have more fire than me. 
On to my best days. Well, I'm not sure I can tell your father. You should. We should. So A nods and leads the way out into the living room. And I'm not sure what the scene is going on in this room, but she... Abel's in, Abel's in mid-story. And you realize he's just talking about gardening. And it's kind of cute, but it's also really boring. <laughs> Skelly is asleep in Laura... Uh, <laughs> Laura, I was going to say Laura, uh, is asleep in Oren's lap. Oh. A looks down at Abel and goes, Abel. You see Elendi goes and sits down next to him and, like, takes his hand. Forgive me for interrupting. Baba, there's something to tell you. Yes. It might be a lot. And she kind of kneels, like, towards him. Like, on one knee. She kind of gets down on one knee. Like, in front of him and Elendi. Yeah. And... Before you can say anything, he kind of, like, stops his story. And he's, like, looking at Elendi, looks down at you. And as you go to speak, he goes, I always knew... She ugly cries real hard. It is a, it's a break you face. And she reaches out her hand and kind of places it on his knee and trembling and shaking. She like lifts her hands kind of upward to touch his hand. He takes your hand. He's holding one hand. Elendi's holding one hand and you're holding the other of his. Elendi reaches out for your other one. And she just, it's just like, it's kind of a, it's kind of strange because she like, it, it goes from like a light thing to her just she embraces like his legs and kind of cries into his robes he like lifts you up at one point just there is no need to cry this is a happy day and you can see he's teary too but he's weirdly seems like he was prepared for this I dreamt of you and I read a whole lot about you well it's enough talking for today this is a time to celebrate we might as well use the house while we still have it yes and he kind of stands up and stands like pulls Elendi and A up. Thank all of you for helping to reunite our tiny little family. You are all dear to us and you are always welcome. Not here for long. We won't live here much longer. But um, wherever we are, you can all be there too if you would like. Yeah, A has no words. She's just taking it all in. It's also something we realize we didn't address. You walking back into this house... It's probably something you haven't even thought about until this moment because this now has come to pass and you're looking around and all of a sudden you just have waves of childhood memories coming back of you having both like good and bad times with both your parents uh, in this room. You remember playing with toys on the floor with your father and you remember that it wasn't all bad. <laughs> he was kind of a monster, but you're remembering all these things in this house hasn't almost changed a bit. It's just a little dingier. And Alendi says... You know that they kept your room. It hasn't been touched. I'm sure you would like to see the house with new eyes. Through the tears in her face, she goes, it must, it must be covered in dust. Well, we keep the place as clean as we can. But yes, there's quite a bit of dust. You don't have to rub it in. Just she kind of like pushes her shoulder against yours. Well, perhaps tonight I'll sleep in my room again. You are more than welcome. You are all more than welcome to stay. Thank you. Thank you. Is there a portrait somewhere of of my father and my mother? I can't really remember their faces. Alandi kind of looks over at Abel. It was, I think we have something in storage. And he kind of leads you up into like his study up in the tower. You guys all, and you guys can all go up there if you want to. And he opens this like, almost it's like this bookshelf looks like it has doors on it, but he opens it and like a rack, like slides outwards, like eight feet. 
And he's got all these different, like, these things, and there's, like, papers and scrolls and stuff. And he pulls out what looks like this um, big rectangular object um, with, like a, a, like, a big sheet or, like, a bag over it. And he pulls it out and undoes, like, a knot at the top and pulls the bag down. And it's this really elaborate frame. It's the exact portrait that you guys had because you guys saw it wasn't at the museum anymore. Well, seemingly, like, they, they may have bought it. And that's the one. That's the one. It's where it all started. I still remember that moment. That was wild. Oh, that's crazy. They bought it when they came for the tournament. That's great. I love that. Genius. Oh my <laughs> Genius. Yeah, I barely remembered that. Yeah, for the listeners, we, we've talked about it a little bit, but... Yeah, you guys were in a museum in Rigel, and you discovered this painting. And, uh, it looked like uh, it's it's Baron Asher, mm-hmm. Lady Elazra, and their daughter, Avendra. And you guys were like, that looks like, hey, what the fuck? Hey yeah. with hair. Hey with hair. That was the very first little piece of A's backstory that we got. The yeah. very first it little. Like, but I mean, piece. it was a complete mystery at that time. Yeah. There was literally we had no idea. David knew nothing about A. We knew nothing about A. We just found this mysterious painting that looked exactly like her that came out of nowhere. Yeah. We were like, what? <laughs> In my head, it's like, it's like the portrait of like uh, Dracula and his wife. Yeah. From like yeah. Castlevania. It kind of looks yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like a classic. Like she's thing. sitting and then uh, like next, like it's or like Anastasia. A's, A's probably like 18, something like that. And you know what I mean? It's Lady Elazara. And then like kind of to one side between them, but a little more towards Elazara, Lady Elazara is just a stoic Baron Asher. And then is Avendra next to him and his hands are on their shoulders. Yeah, she she takes her time and like actually kind of touches the picture a little bit and just gives it some time to just look at her parents again. You kind of run your hands over the like rough oil paint and I imagine you like you're you're just tracing your fingers over different areas. You see your face of your father and it's brings up some feelings. You see your mother and you see yourself. And it's weird because you've seen this picture before, but you're literally looking at it basically like a different person. But you saw the memories of seeing it the first time. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she does that and uh, and turns to everyone and says, I, th- I think I think it is time to celebrate now. Abel, Alendi, let's light the urns. Can we invite the town folk? Of course we can. And Alendi's like, I can get around pretty quickly. I'll go let them all know. Why don't you let us help bring some provisions? There are plenty of people you can buy from. They'd be more than willing to make a sale. She kind of walks over to the window that you guys saw Kilgarin like fly through as mist, and that you guys like it's you're in the same room here. PTSD. Yeah, you get that flashback. Mist. I'll never look at mist the same. And she throws the the window open and is just like, I think we're going to have a good time. And he watches like Firebender like blast out of the out of the window. Shit. Yeah, you guys have seen her do this before. Hell yeah. I think we can have uh, the hookah lounge cater. Cater to the event, Fuck right? Yes. Is, is that anywhere near here? Yeah, the, there, is, there yeah. is there is a bar that has some hookah and stuff like that, like the little place, the what halfling was, lady with yeah, the half orc husband. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Bitsy and her husband. I can't remember. I can't remember what her husband's name is. Turk. Nope. Turk. Gorm. From Tarzan. Grumbalder guy. Herbisher. Zugger. Oh my god. Crumbo. Gorbin. That's an old reference for me and Shay. Crumbo. Kragak. Jesus. 
Um, yeah, I mean, we just got all that gold. Isla would definitely like to buy yeah. some nice, like, food and drinks to bring back. I don't know if anyone else wants to. Yeah, also, but I, she think, I will definitely chip in for that. It's not going to be crazy expensive mm-hmm. to get the whole, all the stuff. Not like just because you guys are extremely wealthy at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you nice guys can contribute your stuff. Beverages. So, yeah, let's throw this little shindig and, like, stimulate the economy and shit. Yeah, as you guys are coming and exiting down the tower, you're walking down the hall and A, you stop because you realize you're standing right in front of your bedroom. Oh. Loading. She, uh, <laughs> she'll pause and let everyone kind of walk past her. As you guys kind of go past, Abel kind of stands up, goes and stands next to you and just, you should go inside. Have you, have you been inside? Not any time recently. Why would I need to go in there? I guess it was a stupid question. Maybe a little bit. And he kind of smirks and like mm-hmm. scurries off. So she breathes in deep and opens the door. Please tell me there's not a lot of pink in there. <laughs> it's all pink. <laughs> it's all like fucking Jonas Brothers memorabilia uh, everywhere. Oh my god! <laughs> the Carthine version of Jonas Brothers. Oh, dude. The yo- the Jonas Brothers. Oh no, dude. I'm thinking about boy band days. <laughs> what would it be like? 98 degrees is like the C listers of the of the boy band world, right? No, it's not. You go in and like it's a really just in all seriousness. You go in and immediately it smells kind of musty in here. It's not like gross, but you're like, oh, not a lot of people come in and out here. You know, you walk in and it's a simple bedroom. It's like it's pretty big. You know what I mean? Like you're wealthy people. You know, and you see there's like a canopy bed over to one side. You see like a like an, an armoire and everything. All things super elaborate. There's different little things on the wall that you've, you know, trinkets and stuff like that. And as you walk inside, I imagine you maybe close the door behind you. You kind of walk around a bit. You look at some of the different, just like, I don't want to call it memorabilia, but that's what it is. You just have random, like, stuff on the wall from when you were a kid. Different decorations. Mm-hmm. Maybe some stuff you've made. Some things you painted when you were younger. And you go and you kind of plop down on the bed. And there's just waves of memories coming back. Like, how much time you spent in this room. Like, your entire upbringing for the time that Abel was taken from you. You basically just like relegated to this room, essentially. Mm-hmm. And you just take a deep breath and kind of let it out. Can you go ahead and roll a perception check? Yeah. A 15. With a 15, you're sitting there and you're looking around and kind of moving your feet on like this rug that sits like at the foot of your bed. And you remember something and you quickly stand up and you look down, you, you back up a few steps and you kneel down and you take this rug and you push it aside. And it's just wood planked. Very fine hardwood. But you're looking and you're just like, I don't know, just what? Something is just not completely jogging. And there's a little notch in one of the wood planks. And you kind of dig your finger under it. And you remove it. And the plank of wood just comes right out. And you just kind of drop it to the side. And you can see in this really simple silver box, just sitting down underneath the wood plank. It's probably about five inches by five inches. Just sitting there covered in dust. It's probably a cobweb or two kind of down in here. What do you do? She prestidiges the shit and uh, she'll she'll look it over. Or she'll she'll remove it out of the uh, out of the, the space that it, it's sitting in and she'll look at it in the light. Yeah, it's this beautiful little silver box. Very plain. There's no like, there's no ornate decoration on it, but after the prestidigitation, like it's this it's shiny and, and great and it's got this little latch on the front of it. So just unlock it. You unlock the latch and you open it up and you can see the inside is covered in like this like velvet and sitting in the center of it is this pear cut gemstone 
It's wrapped in vibrant silver wire and filigree around it. And you can see kind of sitting amongst the velvet is this dark leather cord attached to it. Hmm. And as you're sitting there, you watch this deep greenish kind of blue gemstone. Very like it looks like you're staring into like the deepest of depths of water. And you watch as you kind of stare at it, you watch as it slowly alights like a faint reddish orange light. Can I detect magic? It's very magical, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you stare at it long enough, you get strong transmutation and moderate divination. Whoa. Can I roll a spellcraft? You can. Spellcraft, spellcraft, spellcraft. Do it. 31. What the fuck? <laughs> I have a plus 20 on my fucking spellcraft. Well, okay. Yeah, then. yeah it's right. a 20. So as you grab this leather cord and kind of like you set the box down and you're holding this pear-shaped gem and you're staring at it. This is a necklace your mother gave you. It has been passed down through your Olivani family for as long as they can all remember. And when everything happened, she gave this to you. That in case anything happened to her, that it would stay in the family and to keep it out of the hands of your father. Oh, drama. Whoa. This is big long item card. Oh my god. Holy shit. This is a moat of quintessence. Wait. This pear cut gemstone rests in a casing of beautifully twisted mithril wire hung in a fine piece of brown leather cord. It's said that the jewel is hewn from a fragment of the heart of Alvarian itself. Thus, its nature a carefully guarded secret of the Olivani. Knowledge of their attributes or even mere existence is exceedingly sparse among outsiders, and some Olivani elves treat their discovery by those not their kin as a death sentence. When worn by one with Olivani heritage, the stone responds to nearby elemental energy and glows in accordance. If the wearer is within 50 feet of a creature with a resistance to an energy type, the stone glows as follows. Green for acid resistance, white for cold resistance, blue for electricity resistance, Red for fire resistance, and yellow for sonic. This is so fucking cool. That is fucking cool. If multiple creatures with resistances are within range, like the pendant responds to whichever resistance has a higher numerical value or whichever is the closest. Similarly, if the creature within range has multiple energy resistances, the gem responds to the resistance with the higher numerical value. Also, once per week, when the wearer falls unconscious or receives massive damage, the bearer instantly becomes ethereal, as per the ethereal jaunt spell, for a number of rounds equal to half their level. This effect can be dismissed as a standard action, but any remaining rounds are lost and the pendants used for the week fully expended. What? Oh my god. That's cool. So this is my god. Now I'm a god, guys. This well, is like no, I mean, you don't, n- nothing about that thing allows you to choose when it happens. It's all stuff that's that, uh, wild. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just like this me. was designed by me in the hierarchs. No. Oh, shit. Yeah, we oh. built this was for it you. Really? We really was. Aww. We built this for you. How cool. Damn, yeah. that's fun as hell. This feels yeah. stupid, stupidly like uh, intimate now. Yeah. So, it Trip, Tom, intimate. thank you, boys. Thanks. Guys. Uh, for people yeah. who aren't aware, for the folks in the fifty dollars tiering up on the Patreon, we do a every other month we do a session with either me or Foz, um, where we sit down and we build something for one of the campaigns. This We've done cool. it a couple times, but that was uh, a couple so months ago. Cool guys, good job. That is dope. 
Now, yeah. I mean, we were all sparked by the word quintessence, and that's a, a phrase or word that's mm-hmm. come up in the past when we were uh, researching the elixirs of Aether and going mm-hmm. through that whole process. Sure. A moat of quintessence. That's right. And you just reminded me that I have those books that Tyros needs to look over. Oh, yeah. From the witches. We can do that on the flight, mm-hmm. on the plane. On the plane. Oh, <laughs> Hell yeah. That's so cool. You don't have a necklace right now, do you? Uh, I don't think so. And if if so, it's not. I'm sorry. My, my throat's not as taken. <laughs> She's like, sorry, I can't take it. Well, after this, you guys can give, I mean, honestly, like whoever wants to give money to this little uh, shindig you guys are going to hold. Yes, please. Um, I do. Me. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do that. How much you guys want to give? How much does it take in total? Uh, just tell How me. How many people are in this town about? I mean, a couple of, I mean, probably several thousand. Several thousand. Okay. Okay. So like not everyone's going to come here and th- it'd yeah, be impossible, but like, but like there'll be like a thing going on. Know. So two gold. <laughs> um, I would say like to like throw a party, like remember gold is worth more than we often think it is. So yeah. if like everybody contributed a couple or a few hundred gold, you'd probably be pretty set. You're not throwing. It's not literally a bash. You're just like can going I, through and, you know. Can I do 400 gold? Sure. 400 gold. 400 for Myla? Yes. That's a lot. Uh, Percy will give 200. 600 total. Uh, Salai will give 300. 900 total. And he's giving 500. Okay, 1,400 Jesus gold. Want to make that an even, an even 1,500? I'll give 100 gold. <laughs> okay, 1,500 gold. That's plenty of gold to throw a bash. And uh, you guys go throughout the town and let everyone know, get plenty of goods and everything, and you guys are treated to a wonderful time here in Alcazar, and it lifts the people's spirits. Yay! It is, uh, you get to meet a lot of interesting people. Alendi is, people love her. Like, she's extremely popular of the people around here, and, you know, Abel's well-respected, but he's like, people don't really know him that well. Um, But you guys have a wonderful time. Hey, I'm curious, did you say, did you want to buy at least a section of the garden? Yes, she wants, she wants that part of the house. Alendi, she lets you know, like, she wants to just give it to you because it's yours. Mm-hmm. But she says, whatever you can give, we'll just go to the people. Like, it's yours. Like, you don't have to. Yeah, so she tells her that she would just like to pay for the upkeep then. Yeah. She would say, I mean, she they can employ a good chunk of people yeah. to keep the place up. And even, like, if keeping, like, the, the grounds and everything up. I mean, you can keep that going for the next year. Mm-hmm. To pay people well with a couple hundred gold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because regular living is not expensive. Y'all yeah. have any money, you're buying crazy shit. So, so yeah, she'll donate like 250 gold to okay. the, to that area. And it, it, it'll it be like the whole, like improving the, you know, whatever they can spare elsewhere too. Sure. Yeah, that's plenty. That's okay. tons of gold for that. And if they ever need more and you want it, you can always send money back if you want yeah. to. That's not a problem. All right. She just wants a plaque, like every t- like every person that donates shit. <laughs> <laughs> like at pizza parlors, they have like all the little league teams on the wall and shit. Exactly. Yeah. Or like when you go to a bench and you're like, oh, there's a name on this bench. Who it's, the fuck is this person? Yeah. Or like highways. Yeah, and it's always like a weird name, like Don something. Don. It is always Don. 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 Yeah, it's always Don. Don Kanabi. Don Kanabi. Don Beachcomber. Obi Don Kanabi. Obi Don Kanabi. Obi Don Kanabi. Well. 
I don't think we need to go into detail here into uh, the festivities, time. but you just have a great time. <laughs> we just spent two episodes partying, guys. It's it's similar. It's a little more subdued. It's not as extravagant. People have a good time. It's like people out cooking, and like you guys can tell that as much as this uh, town is like kind of sad. When the like the the folks that get together, like every single person knows each other, even though there's like probably more than you would think. People that would be able to like keep up with that kind of stuff, and folks are like, there's a real camaraderie amongst people who live here. Block and party. It's, Love it's, it. it's, it's, Hell yeah. it's really kind of nice. It's actually a nice juxtaposition of like the kind of the college town where like it's just a bunch of strangers rubbing up against each other. And it's like, this is like, this is family barbecue. This is a home. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. You know, you guys have a good time. And the next uh, morning, you say your goodbyes and they let you know that they kind of, they show you where they're living. It's this quaint little cottage right on the water. Cute. There's a little area down on the dock where um, Abel can sit read his books and there's like a little garden oh. and you guys say goodbyes and let you know that you're always you're all always welcome and that to please keep in touch and eventually come home oh. she affirms that she will and she tells Abel that whenever he wants he can take uh, clones from the garden to plant down here you say clones? yeah or like what's the yeah, other you, term for you clones? S- you slice a piece of the yeah. oh, okay the way you just said that I was like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> okay maybe I'm just maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a dumb dumb yeah I will say that people and everyone in the everyone that works there knows that he can come and pick flowers whenever he wants nor would they stop him he's like they the family's like helping him you know what I mean like he's like known plus they know they fuck with that guy they got he'll get burned to death that's right absolutely from the inside out. I guess you all just board the reef crawler. You rig the sails and everything. It's been a while since you guys did this. Isla starts shouting commands and all. But roll for it. How how well? Yeah, 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 Seven. Oh, did you roll a natural 20? I rolled a 19. 19. Nice. Okay. Well, you guys are able to rig the sails and all. You um, push the thing out to sea and it, you guys get out in the open water and you watch as the town of Alcazar slowly kind of fades out of view. Can I say Isla goes up to where the captain stands, like at the wheel or the whatever? Wheel? The helm, as <laughs> the it's helm. called. She stands at the helm. And she looks back at everybody and she goes, ready? Ready. Oh, shit. I think I left my wallet. <laughs> I'm Wait. just kidding. Ready. Ready. We got our horses, right? <laughs> no, they're gone forever. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and Those dinner. Those are in. <laughs> <laughs> they're in his arm. What do you mean? You guys left. You guys left them in Uzar. You went to kill the black dragon from, yeah. from in Uzar, and then you guys went immediately from that from Abella's place to our star. Literally, I literally want to end this with A being like, "Where are horses?" <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick it up. <laughs> we'll say this. We'll say this. We'll say this. We'll, this is really easy. Salai can send a message to Obella. Obella can go pick them up in your guys' stead. Yeah, she'll just fucking pay the guy off, and you guys can give her some gold. Um, and then um, she sends them to Tyros and Alcazar. I mean, in uh, yeah, Arbostar. that could take that could take a bit. 
God damn it. She's really irritated about this, Percy. She's super put off. Like, why oh. would you do this? God damn it. Yes, I'll do it. I'm the one that has to, like, make the connection and, like, hit her up. Well, well, I guess Saliva, saliva does to, it. Yeah. But <laughs> she's, like, she's like, tell Percival that this is very inconvenient. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't want to. It's also going to take us a couple days to sail from... Take a couple days, yeah. so she can charter somebody. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just imagining Salai responding with, Percy says he'll make it up to you, winky face. (laughs) (laughs) She can, she'll get the horses, they're overdue, like on their stable fee, you know what I mean? Like whatever. At this point, we should have horses in every city (laughs) that we've just left. Not a bad idea. They are like pretty cool horses though. So yeah, she says she'll pay for some folks to transport them to Aramazdar to Tyros to Limzar, and she says you owe her. Yeah, he does. Perfect. <laughs> Everyone's turning up Percy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll make it up to her, all right. And if there's any of that correspondence, she goes, no, no, like money. Like, you'll pay me back. Ah, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> if I get a moment, in a few weeks, I'll head back to Rigel. I'm sure I can find you all. Really? Well, you're not having a conversation. Yeah, so. how, many, how many spells do you have? Like, that's not how this spell works. Yeah, it's not how it works. All I do is prepare oh, sending. Dear. So you guys are on the reef crawler, heading back to Aramazdar. When you guys get there, you head back to the Telemazar estate. You're you're very easily let back into the parapets. You say like, "Oh, we're the guests of of Tower of Telemazar. and they're like, "Oh yes, we were let you know. We, we were told about you. Go right ahead." And you go in, and you come to the front gate, and you can see there's our stables over on one side. Your horses are there. Because they have stables on the ground, so just fucking sidestep that shit. Don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you have your horses, you fucking idiots. <laughs> and um Breakfast. Tyros comes out and lets you guys in. It's like <sighs> So how did it go? And he kinda like closes the gate behind you guys. It it went much, much better than I expected. Good. Yes. It's good to see you, Tyros. You as well. You seem uh, like there's been a weight lifted off your shoulders. I've had a little bit of resolve, yes. Good. Mm-hmm. Same with me. I no longer own a home. I'm what? homeless. Congratulations. Uh, oh. oh, I sold it. It's in escrow now, but it's... Uh, I, I can leave. I have someone taking care of it. Got a good amount of coin for what I assume? He kind of like smirks. It's like, discussing such things is very uncouth. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise my finger up like towards... The, more. Okay, more. I'm going... More. To, oh, my... Ooh. More. More. Oh, my more. God. That more. much? More, more. My arm can't get more. farther, Tyrus. More, more. I don't know. I don't know what it. Where, I don't even know where you started. Was it one gold, a thousand gold? I don't know. So it was a lot. It's a lot of gold. No, just, that's all I want to know. Everyone, it's a it's a five hundred year old home in the parapets. Yeah, that's that's why I asked. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's great. Well, are you, are you it was ready? easy to sell. Well, are you ready to go? I am ready to go. I have some things I want to take with me, and you see, like he has a, a somebody like is leading out like this this horse he has, and it's just packed with shit. I'm bringing a lot of things. I hope there is room at the citadel. He takes the reins of the horse. We will make room. He lets you know that he actually did speak to uh, the hierarch, or at least an envoy of the hierarch, and they set things up for you. They just told him to like basically go to the airship docks. You guys are just allowed to take whatever whatever flight back you want. Essentially, we got our horses with us. You got your horses with you, and then you're able to take them. It's plenty big. You can totally ship that kind of stuff. And you guys make your way to this 
elaborate docking station, this huge building. You guys can see from the, the side, you can see there's some airships coming in and out, uh, and several of them kind of docked on these air docks, sitting there just gently bobbing in, in the way. Some of them with like, you know, large, you know, a large, they're all large dirigibles, essentially. They're not like magically floating, at least from what you can see, they're actually like held aloft by these balloons. And you guys are allowed in, and you make your way onto one of the ships, and we'll pick it up there for episode 52. Whoa! You're on your way, guys. We forgot the boat. The boat! Um, about one more thing, uh...